Hello folks and welcome back to another episode of The Obvious Answer, the show where we solve the problems of the world by any means necessary. Uh, now this week's episode is quite a special episode, uh, we're taking a step outside the world of journalism, opening up the doors of the show and bringing in a couple of voices from the world of veterinary nursing. To be honest it was just getting too easy beating other journalism students so I thought it was only fair that I change it up a little bit, give myself a bit of a challenge and uh, for the sake of the show <laughs> stop it from becoming too predictable and too boring. So uh, joining me this week is my opponent to try and disrupt my rhythm is the excellent Emma Hetherington. Uh, how are you Emma? <laughs> I'm not too bad thanks, how are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good, thanks so much for coming on, glad to have you here. Thanks for that intro, that's nice. It's okay. So uh, you're a vet nurse, obviously. So you're used to dealing Almost. with disruptive patients, like dogs try to bite you, cats try to scratch you, stuff like that. Expressing uh, anal glands, everything like that. You've got to keep a cool head yep. in these situations. Do you think that will <laughs> help you out today, being able to keep a cool head? Uh, I hope so. I don't think I handle those situations very well anyway, but we'll give it a go. This is a different kettle of fish, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> so, uh, joining us as our moderator this week... Uh, attempting to keep me and my opponent on a tight leash is the charismatic Catherine Henry. Uh, thank oh, you for lovely. coming on, Catherine. How are you? Thank you. I'm very good. How are you? Good. Yeah, I'm not too bad. So obviously uh, you're also a vet nurse as well, or studying mm-hmm. to become one. You're used to making tough decisions, you know, a bit like the best course of treatment. Like if a little puppy comes in with a sore foot and you're like, that needs put down immediately. <laughs> you think that your, your decision-making skills help you come to a conclusion at the end of the show? Yeah, definitely. Especially when it comes to you, because like, I know when a dead dog needs to die, so it won't be a problem. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so, uh, if anyone listening is aware, Catherine is actually my girlfriend, so I'm sure there'll be some accusations that I've rigged this somehow. But uh, I've tried to win before it's even started. But to clear things up, I might be Catherine's boyfriend, but Emma is Catherine's best friend. So in my opinion, that evens everything out bias-wise. Oh, well, we hope so. Get, <laughs> yeah, Because yeah. you're going to have to choose between like, I mean, you're losing a you're losing a relationship or you're losing a friendship. I know it's so yeah. tough. Who do I want to lose more? <laughs> like, <laughs> Catherine, I've known you for longer. I know. <laughs> so <laughs> just Logan, saying. Just, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> well, Take that how knows, you want. Uh, the, whatever the outcome is at the end, like you've made it very clear right now that it was. I'm not going to say any more on the matter, we'll just get on with things. Yeah, you shut up if you want to win. So. <laughs> right, well, uh, the problem that we're going to be taking a look at this week, solving for the benefit of the world, is the exotic animal trade. You see it everywhere, it's all over Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, etc. People love showing off uh, their exotic animals. People, you know, they like taking their pet mountain lion out for a stroll, <laughs> sitting on the couch with their cuddly Siberian tiger, playing fetched in the park with their wolf. Uh, it's all a bit mental, but we're going to figure out what the best way to deal with it is. You know, should it be completely illegal? Should you be facing jail time if you try and keep one of these majestic animals cooped up in your own home? Or should you be able to own whatever animal you want? Like if someone wants to keep a pet Komodo dragon, is that their right? Uh, it should be quite interesting to hear Emma's opinion on the matter, because she was actually telling me before the show that she used to own an exotic pet herself. Uh, she was saying that she had a small capuchin monkey that she kept chained up in the basement. <laughs> But oh they had to put it down because it kept trying to mount the dog and was shitting <laughs> up the walls. So, <sighs> I was waiting for these. I'll, oh, no. I'll happily go first. I'll offer my approach to the problem first, if that's okay. Right, it's your podcast. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> well, how I would handle it, and I think that uh, it is actually quite simple. There's a simple way to solve this problem. 
if you boil it down, in essence, everyone should be able to own whatever animal they want as a pet. If you want a dog, that's fine. You want a hamster, totally fine. If you want a leopard, that's fine too. But there is a catch. If you want to own like a big exotic pet, like a leopard, or a mountain lion, or a wolverine, you can. That's totally fine, go for it. But you need to go into the wild and capture it for yourself. So, if you want a pet lion, you better be prepared to get into the lion's den, wrestle with it, somehow render the lion unconscious, and transport it back to... That wherever. sounds a bit sinister. Somehow. Could what I, message somehow, are you using? Could I lay out my, my point first, please? Sorry. Before the scrutiny <laughs> begins. Sorry. So anyway, after you've rendered the lion unconscious by whatever means however you've managed to do it, then you can take it back to wherever it is you want to keep it. If you want some mad birdie prey as a pet, you'll have to scale a tree, wrestle it out of a high branch, maybe glide back down to earth on its back. <laughs> but I've taken into consideration that like a lot, of the, a lot of the people that own these exotic pets in the first place are like incredibly loaded. They've got loads of money, mm. loads of resources. So I know there's people out there that they could just hire a crack team, they could get all the best equipment, and they could go out and get whatever animal they want, no problem at all. Definitely some mad Russian oligarch that could put together like a Jurassic Park style mission to grab whatever animal they want. But I've thought about this. So I thought the best way to handle that is that with my system, you wouldn't be allowed to use anything other than your bare hands to capture and tame the animal. No tranquilizer darts. If you want a polar bear and you need that polar bear knocked out, you'll have to do it yourself. You'll have to punch it in the fucking face until it's out cold. <laughs> you can't use any tracking equipment or anything like that. You'll have to stalk out like the savannah or the Serengeti, the tundra, wherever it is, you'll need to stay there for days just waiting for the opportunity. You'll have to dodge like rhinos and elephants and stuff whilst you're waiting for the, the opportunity to emerge. And if, if after all that, if with all these things in place, you still manage to, you know, kick a crocodile into submission, <laughs> then in my opinion, you have earned the right to call that animal your pet and you can post all the Instagram stories that you want. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I like it. Is there an age limit on this? Are we allowing, like, 10-year-olds to go and try and find a a lion in the wild, or...? We might introduce a sort of tier system, so you'd be, like, up to 10, you're only allowed, like, maybe, like, a lemur is the biggest animal (laughs) that you could tackle. Ah, like, certain lists. 10 to 16, then maybe you could go after, like, a lynx. And then after 16, everything's fair game. You can just go for whatever you want. Okay. You know they're not native Scotland, right? So we're learning like a 10-year-old just to like travel oh, this, this on a, their own. Listen, on this show, we solve the world's problems. The world's this problems. Scotland's problems. This system will be put in place worldwide. <laughs> but what I'm like saying a, is, are you allowing a 10-year-old to go on a plane to, to go and find this polar bear? <laughs> if a, if a How does that work? If a 10-year-old has the guile to... Book the plane tickets, get their passport, <laughs> you know, make their way over there, find the yeah. animal in its, in its natural habitat. Fair play to them, cool. and I think cool. they've earned the right to give it a go. Alright, See this, are you not just, like, setting up a lot of people to die? Because who's killing, like, or overpowering a lion with their bare hands and, like, but living that, to tell well, a tale, or a crocodile, point. or a like, hippo, or <laughs> punching the fuck out of a to, polar bear? You need to earn the right <laughs> to own these majestic <laughs> creatures, like, so not just every Tom, Dick and Harry can do it, if you're it's only a certain breed of people that are capable of controlling these animals. I'm Somebody curious to know what breed of people face. that is. Like, who can do that? This sounds like a population it's control like argument, not like it's not a cannibal. <laughs> well, maybe that sounds like a positive to me that you could sort of bundle yeah. the two together. 
True, all the idiots would die out pretty rapid, so I suppose that's a positive. Film that's it. true, and the people Ten who do survive, like, they've earned it. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I'll, I'll give you a point there, but, I, I, you know, I think there's some flaws in it. Definitely, I mean... <laughs> Literally everyone will die, but... <laughs> I know, but then do you not think people as well might find a way to like exploit your rule of like you know only using your bare yeah. hands? Like I'm sure there's some way to like you know get around that. Where and what if it starts affecting like animal populations? Like what if lions, for example, start dying out? Because do you think just, that like, people well... are going to be really successful at this? <laughs> just hypothetically, <laughs> you never know. It's not been tried yet, has it? I remember the whole point was like, how do we control the exotic animal trade? I'm not advocating for millions of lions being in captivity. With a system, yeah. it'd be perfect. There'd be a few. I suppose. Very but then, do you not think it would turn into like a competition, like yeah, macho man thing, like who can achieve this, who can mm. actually like overpower a lion? So it become like a whole tourism thing, like people pay to fly to like you know Kenya or wherever to go and like track down this lion and hunt it, and it becomes like a big money making scheme. And in fact, other animals are hurt in the process as so well. So it sounds like, like what you're saying is that one, I have uh, <laughs> fixed the exotic animal trade. Yeah. Two, I've done a bit of population control on the side, and three. I'm bringing away to pump money into these economies. Like, imagine, like, say, like Tanzania. About how many people going there to watch people try and like assault lions? They'd make so much money; it would transform the country. It'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. But do you not think as well, like, if this would just add to sort of like the poaching problem there already is, because people can currently pay to go and hunt lions and stuff like trophy hunting. So do you not think more people would want to do that if it's even more of a status symbol to like own a lion? So like, well, I'll go and kill one, and I can hang it up on my wall or whatever. So you're just writing this like animals death warrant right now. Well, all the money that would be made by people, because we televise obviously, because what great entertainment. <laughs> so all the money sense. that would be made by televising it, are people going to see it if we would use that money to, you know, get security, to hire anti-poaching mm-hmm. patrols, stuff like that, it would be great. Okay, nice, nice. A bit of conversation in there, love to see it. Exactly, so it's, quite an, it's an all-encompassing strategy, I've considered everything. Okay, I'm curious, what um, animal would you try and conquer with this um, approach? I suppose it depends, like, what you're... D- what we're defining as an exotic pet, so there's only wee ones. Like, so you'd want a wee one, a nice weak thing you could easily get. I'm not like I'm not. Go- I'm not sitting here going to suggest that I could go out and fight a lion, but maybe like a sugar glider. I could probably battle sugar one of them. <laughs> sugar glider. Apologies, I missed like at least two minutes of that because you both cut out. But I'm sure it was very interesting. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just shit anyway. You're back again. <laughs> well, oh, no. What I was saying there was that I might not go and tackle a lion, but I'd be happy to, like, okay. you know, just kick a sugar glider in the face really hard and then take it <laughs> home. I think that would be fine. Is it necessary to, like, kick a sugar glider? Could you not just, like, grab it, or just grab it. instead of, like, kicking it? Throw you a towel over actually, it. like, physically harm the animal in order to own it. Because you could physically overpower it just by it's picking it like up. It's kind of like Pokemon. You've got to render it unconscious. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is that what you would go for if you wanted one? A yeah, sugar glider. Something nice and small. If you had to go out and get it. So that like if I cornered it, you know, it's not gonna bite my face off or anything, it might give me a wee nip, but I just And what's customs it. like? Are we allowed to bring this back on the plane? Like what's happening here? Yeah, because obviously if you show up at customs, you're covered in blood, you're operating that you've earned it. Like you've you've earned probably this. Upgrade you to first class. <laughs> to be fair, you did say a lot a lot of these people will be rich. I'm sure they've got their private planes that they can get their sugar glider onto. <laughs> but that's another thing, it opens it up for everybody too, as it stands only rich people mm. can own these exotic pets. I'm you yeah. know, I'm even in the playing field. Allowing everyone think still chance. like only rich people would go for it though, because they've got the means to like travel to these countries, they've got, you know, like the healthcare behind them if they're American in case they get hurt. You know, they've got more to I don't know, to go for, to prove. Like your average like 
Joe's just going to get flattened in the process. But that's the thing, like, it doesn't matter if you're rich or if you're poor, your capabilities for taking on these animals are still pretty much the same. Like, if you were born with a silver spoon up your behind, you're not going to be better equipped to, like, fight a grizzly bear than somebody who was born in the slums. That is true, that is true. But then I suppose when it comes to looking after the animal, because it's all fine and well conquering it, bringing it home, but then what the Mm -hmm. hell are you going to do with a lion if you've got hee-haw money? Like, (laughs) how are you going to feed it? Where are you going to keep it? Cat food. You could could feed the lion other poor people. Oh, Oh, God. Fantastic idea. (laughs) There we go, some more population control. It's getting more and more, like, Joe Exotic at the minute, Logan. I know, actually. (laughs) Are you allowed to put someone in your place or does it have to be you? Oh no, it has to be you. You can't say has somebody to be you. Like, it has to be okay. you. If it's going to be your pet, if you're going to look after it, it has to yeah. be you. Yeah. I suppose that does tackle the sort of class divide that might emerge in that way. Because then, like you said, rich people can't pay some like warrior to go and do exactly. it for them. This plan is, <laughs> this plan is blind <laughs> to class. <laughs> yeah. I do think of all the arguments I've presented on this show so far, this is probably my best one. Done a lot of research. Yeah. Yeah, he's really thought this through. He he's been one. out in the wild. I watched Tiger King <laughs> eleven times. <laughs> I lived that one this week alone. Just, just yesterday. Just, just yesterday. Wow, that's impressive. Oh, you've got do, a good point. Do you think maybe with this whole thing? Because I get that your whole argument about like that it does, it does make sense. I, I can see, I can see the merit to it. But what happens to the animals afterwards? That's what I'm curious with in terms of the animal welfare point of view. Because that's the reason it's such a controversial topic in part at the minute, anyways. Because these animals aren't looked after properly and don't have a good quality of life. So is that just like not important to your argument? Or have you considered that at all? Have I considered the welfare aspect of it? Mm-hmm. I think somebody who would go to the lengths. You know, trekking to a country to sweating out in the wilderness for however many days to fighting this animal would probably care enough to make sure why would you go through all that effort to just you know like you know clean out the tiger's litter box afterwards like you'd take care of the thing but that i think it's the exact opposite because it's just a thing to say you've done it and then once you've done it mm. you're like oh shit i've got this animal that's going to live like decades in some cases yeah like posing with you like especially animals that need mm-hmm. like a protein rich diet like you need money for that you need space to keep it in you need to clean up after okay. it well let's tackle another form at the same time <laughs> the vet nursing's oh, coming just, out here isn't it yeah <laughs> you could just let it go rewilding <laughs> take it up to more Glen population Co. control take it up to Glen and let the lion out there now that go. i can support it. bring them back <laughs> so there you go <laughs> bring them back with the lions i must say i think i presented quite a comprehensive argument here yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm quite impressed. It's quite a fun idea, to be honest, mainly because a lot of idiots would get killed in the process, so mm, you'll yeah. have to see it. So there you go. But You've definitely you thought like about every aspect of it. I'll give you that one. Do, do you feel like, have you heard enough, Catherine? Anything um, you need yeah, to no, I've heard enough. I guess I'm curious to know what, a bit like sort of undesirable exotic animals, like say things right mm. now that you can get in the pet shop, like say, you know, even like fish technically, I guess, but like, you know, geckos, tarantulas, snakes. Yeah, exactly. Things like that. Like, do you think they've become sort of obsolete? Like, no one would want them anymore because why would you want that when you can get even a mm. sugar glider or you know what I mean, any sort of mammal that's like cool? So what would happen? What would happen to them? The ones that are already like bred in captivity for like the pet industry. Well, again, and stuff? like Kendi, going back to what Emma was saying when she was asking me, like, would we just let ten-year-olds go out and fight these animals? <laughs> stuff like Beardy Dragon. That'd be great for say, like, a toddler to fight. That'd be like an introductory <laughs> okay. animal. So they start them young. Purpose for them. So you could be like, yeah, like your fourth birthday party, just throw like your nephew into a ring with a bearded yeah. dragon and 
there you go. That's entertaining yeah. as well. Strangle a goldfish. I like exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. Newborns would do well with goldfish. I think that's <laughs> no. a good starter one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. it's a shame for all these geckos and stuff that are gonna get um, just totally left behind. But anyway, and I guess I you can argue that they're not the best pets either. You have, you have. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm quite curious to see what Emma's got up her sleeve because that's a very um, comprehensive argument there. Over to you, Emma. Let's hear it. I think mine's a little bit wilder. I'll give you that. Oh, uh, here we go. So back to Catherine's point with the whole animal welfare thing. Uh, mine was fine. You can have an exotic pet. But you don't get to choose which exotic pet you get, right? It doesn't matter. We'll go back to the age thing. You can be 10, you can be 11, it doesn't matter. But as soon as you hit 18 and you've still got this exotic pet, you've got to look after it properly. You know, the basic needs. Uh, if you don't, then it has every right to kill you and you come back as that animal and someone has to look after you. It basically solves all your animal welfare issues there, all the abandonments. Right. I mean, it's totally crazy, but it'll definitely work. So... Are you suggesting that like that reincarnation is real? First of all? <laughs> In and this then, scenario, I so, am. Are you suggesting that we would need to hire like wizards or shamans or something? To, like, like, how does this process work? Like, does it just happen? Does like, is mm-hmm. there some like you know like IT involved? Does somebody get to sit at a computer and type it up and stuff like that? Is there software involved? We've <laughs> got to hire people for it. No, I mean we don't know what we come What's back as, do we? We don't know what well, until you're dead. You're not going to know what it is, right? So. For all you know, this could be happening. If I have a pet tiger, mm-hmm. and it yeah, kills but you don't get me. to choose that. You don't get to choose that. You don't though, get right? to choose your pet. Nah. You just get randomly assigned them. Can you like Pokemon? <laughs> yeah, exactly like Pokemon. Yeah. Because otherwise, as you said, everyone's just going to pick all these cool animals, That's your true. tigers yeah, away, and your polar yeah. bears. Like, who would want a polar bear? I okay, don't get then, that. Right. Say so you get assigned for the like, Instagram photos. Like, what? you get assigned like a bearded dragon. <laughs> yeah. Right, but how's that going to kill you? You could just, you could have that forever and just treat it like shit. <laughs> no, the whole point is it can kill you. you I'm sure, I'm pretty sure it can. Oh, what, sorry? You're going to like arm the bearded dragon somehow. <laughs> well, you never know. Just chop a bazooka to it and just send it in the room. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just dash the bomb. See, the whole point is it's a crazy I idea. It's interesting, I'll give you it. Is. It's interesting. Right, thanks, thanks very much. Oh, it, it makes you think about some other things like what happens after we die and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I went what deep. I'm saying is, like, I think for your plan to be put into fruition, mm-hmm. we would need to, we'd need to go and, you know, go into like the depths, uh, the unknown world, and see if we could pay these shamans and wizards and stuff to come back to society <laughs> and make sure everything runs smoothly. Because it just sounds yeah. like chaos otherwise. Mm, well, my thing is that is that a lot of people probably wouldn't choose it, right? Right. You're not really going to decide. Or if you. If you decide- and a lot of people do these things in a whim, right? As you said, a lot of them have money, they'll go out and get one. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they'll probably regret it afterwards, you know, once it's there and it's trying to kill them. But if you're just getting assigned one, so you don't know, have a clue what you're going to get. So right away, it's a stupid idea. Yeah, so a, a lot of people risk. are not going to yeah. do it, right? Mm-hmm. My issue is, now I've done my research here, right? 4,000 exotic pets oh. were left, yeah, here I go, <laughs> uh, were, were left last year, right? So that's 4,000 pets that are just abandoned, exotic pets. You're not going to have any of that with this because think, those totally stupid people wrong. are just going to be dead. So how, how this works, I don't know how no, it works. No, because they kill so them. some sort of exotic animal <laughs> depot or something like that, like an Ikea full of exotic animals. But imagine you go there, like, hi, uh, my name's Logan, I'm here to pick up my exotic pet. And they're like, okay, let's see what you've been randomly assigned. You are yeah. getting a goldfish. 
I'd be like, oh no, I've accidentally <laughs> stood on my goldfish. Could you assign me something else, please? And then if they come back with something else, like, oh, we've how would you stand on your goldfish? I'm on purpose. But, but then, then you like, would have you already know. like killed it. You've not looked after it properly. So then, by Emma's argument, so the goldfish fuck. would come back and kill you. So you wouldn't get a second chance. Again, it's goldfish or not? I really, really require an explanation as to how that works. Like, is it like some sort of vengeful demon goldfish that would come back and? <laughs> Me down or something. <laughs> yeah, why not? I feel like we could go for anything, right? You never know. That's my issue. Maybe they don't kill you. Maybe that's the bad idea. You just die. <laughs> so you're, you're like taking a room and executed for killing yeah. a goldfish. <laughs> and then you come back as that goldfish. Yeah. So I think you're coming across as some sort of like animal rights extremist now. You try to tell me like a human's life is not the quite. same as a goldfish. I mean, oh, that's your kind of point was the same debatable. though, right? <laughs> I mean, I guess that is debatable. We're all we could go, we could go deep into that. But, I mean, your point was the same. They're going to die anyway, right? You're not going to be able but, to punch a, a polar bear in the face until it dies, so do like, you? But with yours, what if it was like an... But the point you made is you're not supposed to kill them. You want them as a pet. <laughs> Unconscious, then. But, like, with yours, like, say it was an accident. So, say I had, like, a pet, like a skink, a gecko or something, accidentally gets out. I've got, like, a dog. The dog eats it. Am I going to die for that? I think yes, based off Emma's argument. Because you've allowed that to happen, how do you just like get out with the dog and the no, dog dogs to eat are it? Like, they're crafty. You're trying to tell me something. You've had a pet munched by your dog before. Let's say there's an accident in the street. A child's been struck by a car, and the hero that I'm a race out to try and lend a hand. The dog's unsupervised. Gets into the the lizard's enclosure and eats it. That's not my fault. I was trying to save a life, but I'm going to die for that. Well, if it's a proper enclosure, it should be secure and out of the dog's reach. What if it's an absolute, just insane dog, you know, runs into the glass, crashes through it? There's no much Well, I'm sure that. if you looked after it perfectly, the gecko or whatever it is, then whoever's deciding if you'll ever die would take that into consideration and realise it was a freak accident. I'm saying you'd live in that situation, okay, most likely. Enough. I don't know, I'm doing Emma's argument for her, but that's what I was yeah, it taking like from she's it. she's disappeared for now. Okay, sorry about that, folks. We had a wee technical issue there. Emma was obviously scared about all the holes I was turning in her argument. <laughs> She'd done the classic, turned off the Wi-Fi, ran away, tail tucked between the legs. But uh, after much convincing, she's returned. <laughs> she's back now. Much convincing. So I think it, my whole point was, I think you missed it when you were there, I was saying, so if an animal dies on my watch by accident, mm-hmm. do I still deserve to die? By accident? Yeah. What do you mean by accident? Well, the example I just gave to Catherine was that I'm, I'm sitting mm-hmm. in the living room and there's a child's been struck by a car outside tragedy and I race outside <laughs> to help and I've right. got a pet dog and whilst I'm outside trying to save this child's life the dog eats the lizard just because I can't supervise it all the time especially if there's something like that going on so that would be executed <laughs> so not, is it not in like an enclosure is it just left on the floor but like I said dogs That's... can be crafty it manages to get in somehow I so, mean so but then isn't that your own stupidity that. that you've you've had the enclosure at the wrong height. Surely your dog can't so that's what I like you're climb that high. For the is that what you said, Sienna? Yeah. All yeah. people who you deem to be stupid. I mean, that is quite stupid, though, right? Yeah, that is stupid. Like, how's your dog? You're not going to allow that. Enclosure? Also, what kind of dog have you got? <laughs> Why has it got mad bloodlust blood for your little like, A dog with bloodlust. Bloodlust. I mean, I, I mean, I get, I do get your point, but then I'm also like, you know, that is stupidity. You're not going to just allow your your gecko to be running around, especially if your dog doesn't get on with it. (laughs) I was also saying, Emma, that I don't know if you were thinking Mm -hmm. this, but if it was genuinely like a freak accident, like say, you know, you'd done everything right, the enclosure was up high, but for whatever reason, you know, the dog had somehow knocked the table, the enclosure had fallen off, it got into it, 
like yeah. surely whoever's deciding if you'll ever die would take that into consideration <laughs> and be like it was a freak accident you're a great pet the welfare mm-hmm. was ace up until that point yeah we'll let this one go <laughs> well yeah well my point was basic care you know just the usual kind of basic care i don't mean like you know these freak accidents and that that's kind of not in it literally just basic care i feel like a lot of these people that that get these exotic pets don't re- don't have a clue how to look after them they just think that they look pretty cool Okay. Yeah, I think really it would then make people do their more research because then otherwise they're panicking because they're going to die, right? So <laughs> literally just the basic stuff. But then a lot of these ex- exotic animals have a lot of uh, like needs that you know your basic dog and cat don't have. So mm-hmm. it's just it's just well, easier and it makes people probably you know it's putting the fear into them, right? If you're if you're going to get this, you the chance that you might die, you're going to look after it. There's going to yeah. be very little people that oh, I imagine will die to this because you know you know you've not looked after okay. your gecko right well, or whatever else for you to consider have you thought mm-hmm. about the fact that you would be creating a vicious cycle potentially of people getting pets the pets yeah. dying them yeah. coming back them dying themselves like where's the where's the chance for redemption here <laughs> uh, well just look after your pet really is it not it's pretty simple but say right so you you get a pet and it dies for whatever reason yeah. right so then yeah. you get brutally murdered here but my issue here is basic care if it if your animal dies from you know because it's not well that's not your fault i'm talking about basic care right but let's say you get so then you get reincarnated as an animal right and then you get given a shitty owner and you die is it just going to keep repeating over and over where does the cycle end you've created hell on earth here (laughs) (laughs) well hopefully eventually they learn their lesson no they're just going to keep killing the animal yeah, but once you've died, I'm sure it's not really coming back from that, is no, there? Yeah, that may be the wake-up call that people need. That <laughs> I suppose that's kind of the end goal, isn't it? Just that people yeah, and then research in the first place and put the effort the whole in thing is that they would, Yeah, the whole thing is that they would know this, right? And that hopefully they would be able to do the basic, you know, care. Most people these days, it's not hard to figure out what these animals need, right? Fine, it might be a bit more difficult. You're talking about the money thing. I get but that. Yeah, what if it's... Uh, that's another thing. If it's randomly assigned, so imagine yeah. somebody who, who's making minimum, uh, minimum wage, sorry. Yeah. You know, they've not got the best job, but they go to the the animal depot, wherever it is, <laughs> and they get assigned, like, a great white shark. What are they going to do? Well, maybe they shouldn't be going to get a pet in the first place because, you know, animals because of is not a right. They should have the means to take care of any uh, pet. You're getting a bit like off track here, all right? Let's no, redirect no, no. towards the no, weird no, 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 no. shaman. You made a point. I'm just, I'm just going for it. That's all, like, you should... Even things like if you... You know, you're talking no, your but argument what if about, like, could, geckos and What if stuff somebody could easy easily pets? afford a hamster, but they couldn't afford, you know, like... <laughs> Well, uh, then you're not going to get it, right? Ma- you can't really do the basic care of a great white. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You can't really do the basic eagle. care. You can't really do the basic care of a great white shark. You're not going to get assigned to that. What I mean is, in realistic terms, and the fact I know this doesn't sound very realistic, realistically, you're going to get one that you know I you can actually do the, the basic. Shamans and reincarnation is perfectly <laughs> realistic. <laughs> as I said, you don't know what we come back as. Yeah, look, and you're the only one mentioning shamans and wizards. That's not come out of Emma's once. I didn't say that once. Okay, here's your opportunity. Please tell me how it works. Well, I've not thought about that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know exactly how it works. I don't really know what we come back as. But what I'm saying is this this would definitely solve the problem if we could do it, right? That's a very big if. (laughs) It is. But then, you know, it, it would work. I think it would work. More the fear thing. I don't think a lot of people would die because of it. Because it's... As soon as they know that, probably a lot of them wouldn't get because you're with the fear of dying, surely. Yeah, the risk's too high. For you're not surely not that stupid <laughs> that you know you might die if you don't look after your snake, right? You're 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 just not going to get a snake. It's not worth it, surely. 
Okay, the so issue these days is that they can just even... they can just buy whatever they want, right? So that's the crutch. There's no consequences here. Basically, yeah. Why not? Okay. Because there's not there's nothing like that now, especially these exotic animals. Because you know, you know, you abuse your dog or cat or anything, and that you know that's all of the internet. But you know, it, when it I comes to like snakes and stuff. Internet, Emma, <laughs> you speak for yourself. <laughs> you know exactly what I meant there, but sure. Um, and yeah, so exactly. So you, you wouldn't have to have to worry about that. Because you know you don't really see you know like snakes that they're all abandoned, uh, mm. and you're the RSPCA or whatever. So I think it'd be fine. because yeah. no one's so gonna Emma, do it. See, see, with your argument, is you're kind of like part of your end goal to try and just deter from like exotic animal ownership in general, because that kind of sounds like what you're getting at. Like you kind of encourage people not yeah. to have them in general because it makes them aware of how many things can go wrong and how the animals can suffer, so they just won't get one in the first place, sort of. Yeah, well, that, well, yeah, or if they do get one, they know how to look after it. That's mm-hmm. more my, my thing, is it? Fine, it is the fear thing, because, you know, <laughs> the fear of dying. Um, but I generally believe that, you know, I think anyone could do the basic care of these animals. And also it depends on, you know, what we got taught was any exotic, See. exotic animals is anything that's, you know, not a dog or cat. Yeah. So I'm not saying that you're going to go to this animal depot thing that you've just talked about and get, you know, a polar bear. So that's the problem. You could get a hamster. You people, you come on the show and you're so <laughs> idealistic and you all forget about the entertainment factor and that's why I'm yeah. here. You forget about the entertainment factor. Where's the entertainment in that? At least in my one, you're getting to see these mad people getting scrapped with animals, get torn to bits and stuff. Like, mm. Yeah. Are we, so people we... are dying in hers. <laughs> it it's pretty entertaining. It's a bit brutal. I mean, it can be if you want it. I mean, there's a reality show in that, is there not? There were shamans and wizards, apparently. Shamans and wizards. The next game of supernatural elements there. Yeah. (laughs) I think it'll work. I I can appreciate the plan. I have some good points. I'll give you it. It was an interesting concept. It's quite a high concept. Yeah. Well, when you gave me this task, you didn't say that you know we couldn't go wild like like my point. I don't know if we'll come back, you know, as an animal. But in my world, you do. All right. Okay, that's fair enough. Let's hope that none of us ever live in any world. <laughs> so interesting. Do either you, you guys have any more like points to add on or anything like that? Because you've got very different arguments. So. I feel like mine's is pretty ironclad, pretty bulletproof. Mm, is it bulletproof? It we, we spent a lot of time picking holes in it, but <laughs> you spent a lot of time trying to mm-hmm. pick holes in it. That's very. You did. You did have pretty good answers. I'll give you that. And Emma, is there anything more you want to like expand on with yours, like specifically to do with shamans and wizards? But I mean, I don't know a lot about them. <laughs> so maybe I should have done my research on that before this. I didn't think they were mm-hmm. going to come up. Not you really what I thought about it. Emma Harrington yeah. is ignorant of other cultures. <laughs> Thanks, Logan. But yeah, no, I mean, I think that both uh, show that we're not going to get a lot of exotic animals, right? Mm-hmm. So we're definitely going to reduce the amount of people that get exotic animals, even how wild our views are. That's true. That's true. Both both have the same sort of end goal. So I think, like, yeah, I think we're both trying to go in the same route. It just, you know, they're completely different. Very different. A lot of death you, by uh, what I imagine. Whatever happens, a lot of people to are going to die. To the UN, and they're going to implement. It. Right. They're going to make sure that it gets put into practice. That's quite they, a lot They're going to listen to this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What if I don't think either is worth it for you <laughs> and their time? <laughs> you well, think none of us have won this week? You'll never be invited back to this show. Oh, okay, okay. You're like, what a shame. It's <laughs> awkward. The cracks in your relationship. You're going to fight when you come off here. Right. Yeah, me and you are going to the UN. <laughs> so, you've heard uh, my proposal. You've heard Emma's bizarre 
spiritual proposal? Have you heard enough? Could you tell us what you think has the obvious answer? I think I have heard enough. I mean, it's a tough decision because they've both got very different sort of core values and points to them. Um, but I think I'm, I'm going to have to, just based on the fact it's been sort of um, fluffed out more, I'm going to have to give it to Logan. <laughs> sorry, <Rude. Emma. laughs> Do you know what? I'll, I'll give you that one. Next time, I'll, next time I'll do more uh, of my research on Wizards, so maybe I'll win. Yeah, it was it was lacking on the Wizard front and just, I mean, I think yeah. yours is way more sort of animal-focused in terms of welfare and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but his is more realistic, I guess. His is more realistic <laughs> and I have to say the whole just, like, killing people straight away is just mm. going to be a shitmare to enforce, isn't it? Like, at least Logan's <laughs> is by choice, so people have no, going to be a lot that. of graves, isn't They've there? They've done the waiver, but with you, that's kind of... The consent cool. is taken away, so... I'm so, uh, so happy I won, but you know what, Emma? Uh, what? You know, you were a good opponent, and it, it was quite refreshing having somebody just come on with something that was just so batshit insane. Yeah. No one's ever came on before, and so they talked about, like, the afterlife or anything like that. <laughs> I went deep. These yeah. are both unfriended on Facebook now, just so you know. <laughs> Don't leave me with him, please. <laughs> I'll just go off it. I'll make my point. Yeah. No, I think I think Emma, your argument was very good. That just needed like you know filled in a bit more. As much and time as had Logan put in his. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'll but give you he's that. He's a little sad bastard that does yeah. nothing else with his life. So. Yeah. You're I'm a sure busy gunner. Uh, so. I'll be getting edited out. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm, just, I'm the host of the show, so I just try to make sure I'm trying to create a quality product here. So. I don't know, yeah. no, no. He just puts all his point in and then just halves mine completely. <laughs> and then just says that, you, that he wins and then that's it. That 20 minutes long. That's that very much something he would do. I know. I'm actually, Logan, I've given you the win. Before the Logan slander really kicks in. Logan, I've given you the win because I know for a fact if I didn't, you would have dumped me. That's a fact. We would not have nah, spoken do you know what? To. I'll give it that. His definitely was more realistic. Um, than mine, so I'll give him that. What a gracious! But I do like my the point most, better. The most gracious. I'm not. I don't even want to call you a loser because you're not really a loser. Aww. The most gracious opponent oh, this show has ever seen. So you should hold Thanks. your head high. Thanks. That's quite much. a dig at your other opponents, that. by the way. I thought they were all very gracious, perfect. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like next week? And it's just him saying, "Fuck me." Next week. Says <laughs> well, this every time. I hope you both had fun. You enjoy your experience. I did indeed, yes, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Logan. I'm not yeah. silent. <laughs> I'm not silent. She's gone. I mean, she's, miss- she's hung up already. <laughs> really struggling to cut the terms there. Just, just having a wee cry to myself. That's it. Okay, well, uh, I really I'm appreciate done. the pair he's coming on. It was really good fun. I really enjoyed this week's episode. We'll maybe have you back on at some point. Maybe next time, Emma, you can moderate and Catherine can good be idea. my opponent. You can Ooh, oversee, that like oversee the divorce. You've kept <laughs> your girlfriend this time, but that might not happen next. <laughs> But yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, I had a great time, and this week, once again, I had the obvious answer. <laughs> and we'll see you all next time.